Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott, and it's time for another DM Quick Tip. It's accommodations in D&D this week on DM Quick Tips. Since the Lord of the Rings and the Prancing Pony Inn, we as gamers have always associated an inn and a tavern being one and the same. A place with a large hearth where you can get a nice meal, a frothy mug of ale, maybe a bath, and a warm, comfortable place to sleep. It makes a lot of sense when you look at it. Why not have both? Why send someone across the street to the inn after they've spent their gold in your tavern? Not a bad business plan, really, when you look at it, to have them in the same building, but that's not how it was in medieval Europe. Inns and taverns were in different buildings. Taverns didn't usually sell food, but inns did. This, of course, is not to say that you cannot or should not have your inns and taverns in the same building. I have for 40 years. It's your world. Do as you please. Aside from inns, there were other lodging options available in medieval Europe that are worth exploring for your Dungeons & Dragons game. That's flavor. Sometimes the same old, same old can get quite boring. Let's talk about the inn first. What did they look like in medieval Europe, and what should or could they look like in your game? Generally, there was a hall. The hall is where you would find tables and chairs for patrons to sit and eat at. Stables were outside, of course, and in close proximity to the inn. This is where one would stable their mounts for the duration of their stay at the inn. There was sometimes a restroom of sorts, an indoor outhouse. Other times, there would be an outhouse outdoors, and still at other times, you would get a chamber pot. There was often an apartment or accommodations for the innkeeper and their family, kitchens to prepare food for the patrons, and beneath the inn would be a cellar that was used for storage of things such as grains, wine, and ale. You get the picture. In medieval Europe, the bedchamber you may have assigned to you was likely going to have multiple beds, And these beds would accommodate up to three people. So you would have to share a bed potentially with a stranger or strangers. The inns were often unclean, uncomfortable, and there was a pretty good chance that you could get yourself a case of the fleas or lice or bed bugs. If you happened to be traveling on horseback, you may have had an opportunity to stay at a merchant's townhouse, which would be far cleaner and more comfortable than an inn. Here you would likely get a meal and a comfortable bed to sleep in. Now, what does a horse have to do with any of this? Well, simply put, poor people cannot afford horses. So if you're coming in to stride a horse, it means you have, well, means. Back during that time, it was not customary to offer a place to stay in your home to someone beneath your station. I will generally follow that rule in my games as well. Not that I am a huge fan of reality in my fantasy, but to me, this just makes sense. Monasteries were often available to the traveler in medieval Europe. During that time, this was seen as a Christian duty to accommodate a traveler. This may not translate well in your game to all monasteries, but certainly a few may feel that it is a duty to accommodate a traveler or travelers. Monasteries would most often be cleaner than an inn and would have a better supply of fresh water. During that time, they were most often built nearby a fresh water source. Hospitals were another option for the medieval traveler. When we think of hospitals today in our modern world, 
we think of emergency rooms, surgery, you know, healthcare stuff. When you hear the word hospital, though, you can see that hospitality is in the name. Now, the basic function of a hospital during the medieval period was to provide hospitality, particularly to individuals who are traveling that do not have the means to purchase a room in an inn, or individuals who may be sick. Back during the medieval period, one did not throw open the doors to an individual that was unwell. How does this all fit in your D&D game, you may be asking? Well, it fits in however you want it to. These are just options, but your adventuring party may be traveling and may be nearby a monastery when inclement weather drives them to seek lodging for the evening. Perhaps the small town that they enter does not have an inn, but they do have some homes that may be open to them. Maybe they're just starting out and don't have a lot of money available to them. Or maybe one of the party members has been poisoned, has contracted an illness, or is otherwise sick or in need of medical care. Maybe this party member is the party healer. A hospital may be the best option. A good Dungeons & Dragons game revolves around flavor. Think of it like this. A grilled chicken breast is tasty. Now, dredge a chicken breast in flour, fry it, season it, throw some marinara on top of it, and some fresh mozzarella cheese and bake it in the oven for a bit, and you got something a heck of a lot tastier than a grilled chicken breast. Your D&D game should be no different. These lodging options are not the be-all and end-all of adding flavor to your game, but they're just another layer that you can add to keep it interesting to your players. Now, there are many lodging options you can include in your game, and these are just some. We'll see you next time in the dojo.